0: Oye, Eloeleros, I party! Tragos party, that is. The Tragos party games are here, and they are the party games for Latinos. Created by a dynamic team of Latinas, Tragos Game and Get Loud, don't you love the name, We're designed to connect Latinos of all generations and backgrounds, celebrating the similarities shared among all Latinos through hilarious gameplay. Whether playing Tragos, a drinking party game for adults, or engaging the whole familia in the competitive Get Loud, these games are guaranteed to bring fun to your holidays this year. Tragos Game and Get Loud are both easy to play and can be enjoyed with two or more players. And guess what, mi gente? They are available at all Targets nationwide and on Target.com. They're also accessible on Amazon. Go to Amazon and look for Tragos Game Also, look for the episode of Latinos Out Loud where we interview founder Carolina and head of marketing, Aralis, of the Tragos family. Ay, party! Yo te lo dije. Yo, 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 break dance, yo. I can't really break dance, but I'll break it down real quick. It's the Latinos Out Loud podcast. Hi, everybody. I feel like romper room. I see my friends. I see my family. Romper room, dating myself. Okay. Hi, guys. It's Rachel La Loca. You know, your friend to the end, to the very end. Te lo juro. I promise. It's Latinos Out Loud or LOL if you like acronyms like I do. Another episode coming at you. How's everybody doing with their holiday weight gain? I'll give you a quick update. I gained 10. I lost 3. I gotta lose another lucky 7. Give me some tips and tricks. People hit me up in the DM. These 7 are real hard, baby. They're real hard to lose. All that pernil, arroz con gandules, the candy canes. Yeah, I gotta visit the dentist too. Way too many candy canes this holiday season. But Happy New Year, everybody. I think we can still say that right happy 2024 it was a really nice holiday season real quick i just want to say i mean my family was a little ridden with some health ailments you know there's stuff going around here in new york city stomach bugs and no more lantern flies no more of those kind of bugs you know that's a good thing but like stomach bugs and upper respiratory things and you know lots of bodily excretions in my household with the two young children and lots of laundry Lots of laundry, still doing that laundry. Hello, Clorox. Okay, but I have a great guest here today. You guys know I get very excited. When? My guest is a friend, okay guys? And Elo she's amazing. Oh my gosh, I kinda knew when I met her. Like you know when you just first meet somebody, um, and this is like in so many regards, when you're entering into a relationship, a new friendship, a new business partnership, meeting a new boss, like you just know when somebody's special. You know? And I've studied her career. And I've seen some of the results of her career and shows. Guys, I just want to introduce her because we're going to have such an amazing conversation that I know is going to inspire. She's the Senior Vice President of Marketing at Heartbeat Productions. Please put your hands together for Janina Lundy. Hey! Janina is in the building. How are you, girl? I'm good.
1: Thank you for having me. It's
0: so good to see you. You're based on the West Coast. You're I here am. in New York, and I capitalize on that, okay? I heard... I was like, okay, she's in New York. Got it. Got to get her. Got to get her. Got to get her. What? Got a rough Got to get a rough We needed her. Okay. <laughs> a lot of like musical just tangents. Okay, but All you've right. met me before. You kind of know what you I know this, you're in yeah. for. Okay, Janina and I originally met at the Latino Hive out in Napa. I've spoken about this conference. It's not really a conference. This this gathering this gathering. Yeah. This unification of amazing minds who are making strides across various career paths. And that's what I love so much about the Latino Hive. You kinda get there, and there's no hello my name is, there's no I work at Heartbeat, or at the time, I guess you're still at, were you still at Amazon? I think I was at Amazon then, yeah. Yeah, there's none of that. It's all about we're on an even playing field, we are here to build each other up, idea exchange if it happens, but listen, There's a lot of storytelling and sharing of incredible and inspiring paths like Janina. So let's just get into it. Girl, I introduced you, and I gave all the eloheleros your title, which I'm so proud of. You guys, okay, one more thing. Before we hear Janina speak, which I promise you're going to hear her speak, okay? I got the press release when she got appointed to be SVP at Heartbeat, and my heart skipped a beat because... (laughs) I was so damn proud. You ever hear like one of your friends or like a bi- a coworker or like just someone winning? We got to celebrate those wins. I celebrated to myself cuz I'm like, here's a hard working badass woman making strides and showing us, teaching us how it's done with her lessons and like the entertainment that she's putting out. And hopefully today we can delve into that a little bit more because I got you here. I did it for she is a jolly good fellow. I got her in the studio. Janina. I introduced you and I told people your title, but can you shed some light on what that means? Maybe you could talk about your day-to-day and what you do at Heartbeat. Sure.
1: Yeah. Um, So I have been at Heartbeat for three months now. Wow. So it's fairly new, um, but really exciting. Heartbeat uh, was created by Kevin Hart. um, And we have three divisions. Um, We focus on content, so our studios division, which is film, television, audio podcasts like yours. (laughs) Um, We have our media and distribution uh, uh, division, which focuses on distribution of our content. We have fast channels. We have experiential that happens. We have Heartbeat Weekend. So all different events that we do. Um, And then we have Pulse, which is our brand partnerships division. Um, And that focuses on developing brand funded content with a a number of different brands. So if a brand comes to us and says, you know, we want to reach this kind of an audience, or we want to make people feel something, or we want to add some humor to something like allergy medication, like we did some work with Zyrtec, um, and make it funny. um, So things that people don't necessarily think about with humor.
0: That's really exciting, and I love doing that too. And you guys often hear me talking about that here. Like, we get supporters that come our way, and they're like, "Okay, here's our brand message. How can you fold this into what you do organically through your voice, so that the loleros will absorb it and take action, and it not sound like an ad, like dry eye? Like, you know, we (laughs) don't want. I mean, I love Ben Stein, but I'm not trying to be (laughs) Ben Stein on Latinos out loud. You know what I'm saying? So, what's like your process? So, like. When you have an advertiser like Zyrtec and you have this plethora of, like, opportunities within Heartbeat, within the Heartbeat house, what's the mental, what's the process of, like, I'm going to find the solution? Share with us your tactics, if you will.
1: I mean, it's really, we have such a great team. Um, So, team of people that are humorous and great writers and creators. Um, So, it's really about understanding the consumer, understanding what they're looking for, like, how we can connect. Um, we we talk about humor, heart, and heat in all of the work that we do. So it's <laughs> so it's important to include humor um, that doesn't always have to be laugh out loud funny, but at least elicits a smile and then connects to people emotionally, which is the heart piece. Um, And that's really like where we kind of focus is really having that funny piece, but having that emotional connection. And then heat is the virality. So having people talk about it. um, And that's what we kind of infuse in everything that we do.
0: Janina, can't you agree with me? I say this all the time, you guys. Like when, as a comedian, when I'm on stage, I see the receptors opening. They're more receptive to messaging. And that took a while for me to understand, like, oh, we can tie in advertiser messaging. And it can be the serious stuff, whether it's allergy medicine or working with a nonprofit that connects doctors to Latinos in the communities that they need them. Like, I work with so many different nonprofits that at first I was like, oh, no way, this ain't going to work. This ain't going to work. But then I'm like, no, anything can work, really. Because comedy, first of all, is a universal language. Who doesn't like to laugh? If anybody doesn't like to laugh right now, you could tune us out. Because, I mean, maybe we're not the show for you. But I think everyone loves to laugh.
1: Yeah, it's a way to connect across the board. It is universal. And, you know, it's funny. I have this map um, that shows, like, how you write out laughter in in different languages. So if you have, like, ha, 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 da, 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 you know, like, all throughout. But laughter sounds the same everywhere in the world. Um, so that is the way to connect, uh, you know, across the globe.
0: That is such a fun job. And we often talk about that, like where you can, um, have those paths merge of passion and your profession. It's a gift. You know, I, I, feel gifted. I feel like this is a gift. Yeah. You know, this is something that I'm super passionate about, but I know it touches people. I know I'm not saying it's life changing stuff, people, you know what I'm saying? But I am saying it's mood shifting. And maybe that is life-changing, you know? Like, maybe we put people in good moods enough to make a big decision in life. I don't know. If you have a story that you wanna share, hit us up at We Are Latinos Out Loud. Have we shifted anything in your life, okay? Emotions, I don't know, your your likes, your passions. I wanna hear about it. Um, but I think it's a gift to do that in your profession. Did you ever think that that was gonna happen? I know you have an undergraduate degree, you have a master's degree in integrated marketing. How did you how did you find this convergence? Yeah, I guess I, it's all just sort
1: of come together. Um, once upon a time, I wanted to be a film director. So that was always what I thought I was going to do. And I started taking marketing classes um, when I was an undergrad and really liked them. It all came because I broke an ankle and had to get screws put in and blah, 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 blah. So like, I thought I was going to go to film school and things worked out. I ended up going to school in marketing and... You know, at first, my first job out of college, um, I worked for a welfare reform agency.
0: This was a government. Doing PR. Yeah. yeah. yeah,
1: yeah. Um, and that was interesting. And I learned, but not quite as exciting um, as working in the entertainment industry. But definitely I learned there and I learned about connecting with people. Like part of that role, we would go into jails and talk to the inmates there about welfare reform and the programs that were available, you know, for them coming out. Um, So I learned about about the connections that you need to have um, starting there. And then I worked in a number of different roles. Ultimately, I worked for ad agencies, um, one called Global Hue, which I think you have some connection to. Um, which was focused on multicultural advertising at the time. It was the largest multicultural ad agency in in the huge. country. Yeah, it was huge. It was yeah. huge. Yeah. Um, so I was working on both uh, Black and Latino um, audiences for a number of different clients. Um, and that's where I really started to work on the entertainment side. I worked on HBO there um, on Game of Thrones, which is an amazing what a project. Yes, to work on. Um, so I worked there, and that's where I really started to get kind of the the intersection of marketing and entertainment, mm-hmm. which I love. Um, So I worked on that. I worked on um, a platform called Voyeur, which was a subscription platform back then that was like daily episodes from a celebrity's life. At the time, we launched it with Kanye West during the Watch the Throne tour, um, which was a crazy time. Amazing project, though. And I learned so much from that um then I worked on my own um I after I left Global Hue I had my own company and I wanted to work in production Hello. so I was developing content there and marketing and I didn't think I was going to go back in-house anywhere and then I ended up going to BET for what I thought was going to be a, a short-term assignment and ended up being long-term. How um, long were you there for? I was there for four years okay so it was supposed to be a three-month thing and then four years later, um, I was leading marketing first on the linear side, which is just like traditional television. And then we launched BT Plus. So that was the streaming. Yeah. So that was the streaming side. Um, and then I moved out to L.A. during the pandemic. And um, I ended up getting a call from Amazon and I moved over and, and worked at Amazon Studios and Prime Video. Again, focused on emerging audiences. So focused on black, Latino, young adult audiences. Um, and now here I am three months later, uh, yeah, three months now, at um, at Heartbeat, which has been really exciting, and to your point, like, really has brought everything together. I think, you know, Amazon was a great experience, but to be in this smaller company, sort of in startup mode, um, with, like, a comedy legend,
0: legend. A global superstar, hero, hero <laughs> to the show, here. Um, we love you, Kevin, <laughs> heart,
1: has been, um, has been really exciting, and, like, Our mission as a company is to keep the world laughing together, which, to your point, like, what could be better than that? When I heard that, I was like, this is perfect, kind of bringing together everything in my career, whether it's, you know, the marketing side, the content side. And then having this mission is so, uh, so important and really connects to me emotionally.
0: It's so great. I mean, I read about the company and I just feel like it really trickles down through the messaging, I'm hearing you say it. Like, what a fun company to work for that connects with people, inspires people, lifts their moods, and such unique programming. I have the privilege of from time to time I get these production gigs. Uh I got called to work on Kevin Hart's Celebrity Game Face. (laughs) Oh, awesome. (laughs) I worked on two episodes. Uh, I don't know if I've talked about it yet on this show. But yeah, I'm a hustler, I'm out here working. You know, she works hard for the money, you know, so hard for it, honey. I do. So got called, went to Ice-T's house because Ice-T and Coco were on the show. Also went to Fat Joe's house because Fat Joe and his business partner were on the show. I had the time of my life. I'm like, look at my job right now. I was cutting up sliced cheese so Fat Joe can throw it in the air and his partner can have it land on his face. I'm like, this is my life and I like it. Okay? We're making people laugh. And I love game shows, you guys. You work on a lot of game shows. We do. We have Lots a lot of, of yeah. shows coming <laughs> at a heartbeat. What are some of your favorite projects that you work on or that you touch on a day-to-day basis? Um, well, I
1: let's see. I'm most excited. We have a new film coming out next week. What's the date? It's January 12th. Next week? Um, yes. Nice. Uh, called Lift. So it's a new film on Netflix that is amazing. Um it's an action film starring Kevin, so we're really excited about that one. Um, I love Heart to Heart, which is our interview show that's on uh, that's on uh, Peacock. Um, so many amazing guests that have gone through there. Um, but, I mean, there's just so much that we have coming. I'm excited. Let's see, we have um, we have a new series that's coming, um, that's also with Peacock called Fight Night. Oh, cool. um, that's really exciting and starts production. Uh, This month in Atlanta. So lots that's going on. Um, For the game show side, we have Celebrity Squares, um, which is back on BET. So that comes out weekly. So many projects. Um, We have like 70 projects in development right now. Wow, So a lot going on.
0: That's really exciting. Mm -hmm. And I've said this on the show before, but, you know, toot toot, gonna blow my own horn. You guys know that Kevin Hart won for his podcast, Gold Mines, won the Signal Award, which uh, we won the bronze in the same category. I've said this a few times. You guys, I'll say it again. It just conjures up such beautiful emotions for me because to be on this podium, this Signal Award Olympic podium with one of your heroes, like, I just being in that position in and of itself is bigger than this trophy. I was like, wow, Um, it's one of those moments that you're like, I work hard and I rarely jump off the hamster wheel. I just don't, I'm addicted to this hamster wheel. I'm like, (laughs) gotta go, need water, no, don't need water, don't need water, and then I get off it and I win this award, I should say we win this award, we win this award and I'm just like, oh yeah, we are on this hamster wheel, and this thing has been moving now for 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 years and 370-something episodes. Yeah, Kevin Hart, thank you for being on the podium with me. Thank you for, like, he doesn't even know. Like, him winning gave me a gift as well. Yeah. um, It's hard work doing this, and I know what you do is hard work too. I want to talk a little granular. Okay. okay. I don't think a day-to-day for you, it doesn't sound like a, each day is the same. Like it just sounds like there's this, you know, things are thrown at you. New project, Janina. What's the marketing plan? Go. <laughs> like, is that how Kevin Hart talks to you? Or like, what's that like? What's the like organization? What's that structure? Talk to us about the rollout of a show and what you have to. do. Are you on a plane? Are you like okay? What are the, what's the audience looking like? I don't know. Gotta go Bye. Like, what's your what's your life yeah, like?
1: It's all different. I think every yeah every day is different. We have a really great team. There's a lot of like young energy, um, creative energy that's really exciting. I think, you know, we're back in the office now four days a week. And I think originally I was like, oh, I don't want to go back in the office. I like being in my house, you know, doing doing my workouts in the middle of the day and fixing myself a, a nice, healthy lunch. Exactly. Or not so and getting or... on a
0: Zoom and being like very top ready. Yes, you know what top I'm saying, ready. but not so bottom ready. You know what I'm saying? You ever do that? Hundred, it's like, oh, definitely. So, you know, waist up. I'm ready for a meeting. You know what I'm saying? Bring me in the boardroom of the Zoom room. I'm yeah. ready, but just don't look down because yeah. down there are bicycle shorts. If that, right? <laughs> if so. that. I'm going to leave it there, I'm going to leave it there. But yeah, sometimes we need air too. Okay. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but, but it's
1: been actually really good getting back in the office and like having that interaction with people people having that energy we have these amazing new offices um, in LA Um, we have offices in New York Atlanta and LA but the LA office is where I am and it's been great being in there and having that energy and brainstorming with each other and having people come in and out of the office although now that the new year has started everybody coming into my office I'm like what were they asked me questions and I have absolutely no idea. I like cannot get my brain started back up for 2024.
0: Oh yeah. It's hard to like t- 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 low t- motion. Like,
1: t- yeah. Like, oh. I told everyone that this week was a dry run and next week we're really doing
0: this. <laughs> right. <laughs> so. Happy New Year everybody. Let's get the champagne out of our bloodstream. Totally. just chill. Maybe do a little work. Think a little hard. But yeah. like next week hit the pavement. Yeah. Hit the ground. It's going right to be
1: serious. Well, so, that's a
0: really
1: smart so, approach. <laughs> so yeah. But it's, it's good. I mean like we every day is different. We're working on so many different types of projects and there's different things so like we might be working on a film with one of our our partners at Netflix we might be working on a show you know with Peacock or we have a film coming with Hulu um, soon so we're working with kind of all the major platforms and streamers so a lot of times they're doing a lot of the marketing we're just making sure that our brand is represented the right way but then there's other other uh, programs where we're managing all of the marketing. So for our podcast, for example, where we're out there and we're making sure that people are talking about it, and we're working with, uh, you know, our partners there with Sirius, which just um,
0: got renewed, right? It this did. Partnership it just did. got renewed. Yes. Can you talk to us a little bit about
1: that? Um, we have a great partnership with Sirius. Um, we have our uh, LOL Radio, which is 24 hours. A Love day. the name, people. Just <laughs> I know. There's. Just I was saying. thinking. There's a lot of synergy, synergy here with LOL and LOL here. <laughs> Um, So we have our LOL radio station and then we have our podcasts. Um, So we have a podcast called One Song, um, which delves into um, sort of like the background of how different songs were made. Um, and it looks at the stems and it's like, it was, I think, top 25 podcasts, um, from the Atlantic woop woop. for 2023. It's an awesome podcast. And then gold mines, like you talked about
0: award winning, not just signal, like yeah. congrats. It's really killing it out. Yeah, there. Yeah, it is. So, 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 so
1: yeah, we have a lot of podcasts that we're developing. So those are all um, distributed together with, with Sirius.
0: That's so exciting. Yeah. There's a lot. I mean, um, the public relations department sent over a, just a slew of, of things. I'm like, how is this how do you do what? I mean, what's your method? What's the method to this madness? Cuz we the consumer, we see the final product, you know, we watch, we talk to our friends. Yo, you saw the episode last night? I know what I was But like, do you really know what goes into it? Like I heard on a uh, podcast episode you did, um the She Sweet podcast, you have done your research. Just saying, you know, the early bird gets the worm, people, and I like that worm, okay? And I like to be uh, a prepared worm, okay? Yeah, you went to Lagos, right? Yes. You like That's a part of a job that, like, oh, my God, you were flying to Africa. Was this for production of a film? Like- no, that
1: was when I was at Amazon. Um, we were launching in Africa, and we went there to talk to different talent. Um, to really understand the landscape in Nigeria and all of the content that was being produced there, it was amazing. I want to go back to Nigeria. Um, they what have. Did you in, see? What did you learn in December? They do like Dirty December, and it's like oh. where you go and you hang out, and there's like all the the party scene in like, Nigeria.
0: Hedonism, Jamaica. Is that what we're talking know, about? So we need to talk about this offline.
1: We'll, we'll <laughs> talk about this after dark. Um, yeah. <laughs> So no, I mean like it was it was amazing. Um, I I've been to Africa, but I had never been to Nigeria. Um, and meeting with the talent there and understanding all of the content that's being developed there, it was amazing. Um, yeah, I mean we we talked with people that were Afrobeat stars. We talked with um, directors. We talked to up and coming writers. Um, there was a film festival that was going on at the time that I was there. Um, so really getting to see all of the content being developed was amazing. Yeah.
0: Yeah, to understand different cultures. For you know, sure. I guess that's a, what I'm hearing that's a part of your job too. It is. Comedy is universal, but in marketing, you know when you're being spoken to um and we know when we're not being spoken to, especially as Latinos, we're so brand loyal. Yeah. That if you brand X stop talking to us, that's it. We done. I'm moving on. I'm looking for a new product to help me with my feminine issue, whatever it is. You know what I'm saying? Not that I have any feminine issues. I'm just using that as an example. We're good, by the way. We're all good. Okay. Anyway, enough about me and my femininity and our, <laughs> you know. Um, this is exciting. So I want to talk a little bit about your, like, past, if you can. So I mentioned you have your, your Undergrad, you have your masters. Like, talk to us about like you know your first job having nothing to do with entertainment. And also, you mentioned you went on your own for a while. You've been making some bold career moves. What's the fuel behind that? How do you seek your next opportunity and pursue it?
1: Yeah, you know, it's been I, I've been trying to figure out like if there's if there's a through line or, or what what is make how I'm making these decisions. Um, sometimes things just seem like they happen. I was just talking the other day with somebody about the fact that I had been looking at a few different opportunities when I when I came to Heartbeat, and certain ones didn't work out, not because I had chosen, like there were things that I really wanted, and there are things that are happening in the news that I won't even get into mm. with some of these companies that have that show that things really work out the way that they're supposed to. Mm. Like if I would have ended up there, things would not be so great for me right now. Right. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I just think that things have a way of working out. I've been working hard and I've been having conversations like even for this, the, the role at heartbeat, I had conversations with them for a couple of years. So wow. really building the relationship and trying to find the right time for them, the right time for me. And I think that that's, you know, how things happen. And then just really, Working hard, I think, kind of the way that you've been saying about yourself, the way that people talk about Kevin. Working hard, and you don't know who's looking at that, right? So I worked with um, HBO when I was at Global Hue. And we know Lucinda Martinez. Yes, yes, shout out to Lucinda.
0: Looked out for so many of us here in the city and beyond.
1: Yeah, and Lucinda really looked out for me. I mean, she was an amazing client and such an inspiration in in the multicultural marketing space. Um, And when I went to BET, um, the CMO that hired me at BET and Lucinda know each other well, are good friends and have worked together in the past and I didn't know until months into being at BET that the way that I got connected there was because Lucinda recommended me to her. Aww, without uh, me even knowing without me even knowing. Oh God, I love that. <laughs> So That's I think there's beautiful. people and, and, and Lucinda's looked out for me in other ways like throughout my career. And I think that, you know, you just have no idea like who's, you know, speaking your name when you're not even in the room and who's seeing the work that you're doing. Um, and I hope you know that I'm paying that forward with other people that you know I see and that I'm recommending for different opportunities. Um, so yeah, I mean, I think that's how some of these things have happened is other women who've spoken up for me and who who've provided opportunities and opened doors. Um, but you know some of that comes though with with the hard work that I've had as well.
0: I love that message and we need to continue that yeah. you know as women, as people, as Latinos, seta. however you identify, talk about those those heroes that you have or those people that are making amazing strides in their careers when they're not in the room, you know? Like, it feels so good, and it does, it's fulfilling. Lucinda's the type that she's just like, come here, I got you, come here, come here, I got you, come here, just, I got you, come here, right? Yeah. Like, there's so many of those people, and, and she's needed. The Lucinda's are needed. I don't know about you, Janina, like navigating, and I want to sort of get into that next, like navigating our careers. Do you get those moments? Sometimes I get those moments that I like crawl into bed or I'm staring at my computer screen and I'm paralyzed, you know, paralysis by analysis. <laughs> Sometimes I am, I am a victim because I am analyzing the job at hand. And I'm like, oh gosh, I I, I, I don't feel equipped. I don't feel like I have the tools and then i lean on my sisters and then i lean on my network and i'm not ashamed to do that i call for help i call people at this network john knows like i've just made some phone calls cuz i'm like i can't do this by myself i i i'm not You know, intellectually equipped, and I'm smart, but I don't have, I'm not an expert in whatever it is, in that particular area that I need help in, and I have experts in my network. I got Janina, I got John, I got Carlos, I got Mike, I got Don. There's all these people at my disposal, but sometimes, like, you know, I've seen people where it's like, things get in the way of that that call for help or that outreach. I'm not ashamed, but, like, can you share some maybe moments that you've had where you're like, gosh, how am I, I going to do this? Am I equipped for this? Yeah. And and at the end of the day, you know, I never say no to a challenge. <laughs> it's just a problem I have. Um, but sometimes getting down that road, it's like you have to gather the tools. How do you gather the tools? How do you approach these difficult targets? Yeah. No, I think
1: you're right. It is about leaning on the network and admitting that you're having a tough time when that happens. I remember when I started at Amazon, I was like a week or two in and it was so different um, from coming from, from BET and some of the past roles that I had. Um tech tech is just kind of a different animal. And I started and I was like, what am I doing? <laughs> I literally called someone I knew and I said, I don't know if I'm smart enough to work here. Oh my god. Like I had like I fully questioned myself, right? And he, he actually um, worked at Amazon at the time, too, and was a few months ahead of me. And he was like, girl, I had the same thing happen to me. <laughs> he said, I called my mom, like, I might have to move back in with you. This isn't going to work out. <laughs> and um, what I realized was that I was trying to figure out how to be like the other people at the company. Mm-hmm. And I recognized that what I actually needed to do was show up as me. And the reason that they hired me was that I did have this different experience, and I did have a different approach. And of course, I'm smart enough to work there, right? And I ha- and I and I'm bringing, uh, you know, value in my own way. Um, so I think it was really about that, like understanding that I need to show up as authentically me and and bring the expertise that I do have. But yeah. but I definitely took a pause at first, and it took calling somebody to help me, you know, recognize that.
0: Yeah. I, I was really listening to your interview with She Sweets cuz like I made the jump too. I worked in corporate for so long, 15 years of a paycheck and medical benefits and sort of knowing what I was getting into, yeah. knowing when the live events were happening, knowing when I had to travel here and there and pre-planning, also trying to become a mom at the same time, planning my IVF schedule around these major (laughs) events. Like, okay, we have the 50 Most Beautiful happening in June, so I think I'm gonna do IVF in May. Like, isn't that crazy? Yeah. Yeah. But I
1: think a lot of women are dealing with that, yeah.
0: But then I was like, I think I can go on my own, be as fulfilled, and support my family in the way that I want to. And I'm still working at it, y'all. You know, there's moments like Janine, I'm like, I'm going back. That's it. I can't, that's it. I'm done. I'm gonna go look for a job. I'm gonna call my friends. This is, you know, this entertainment stuff on my own. I feel like I'm on just this isolated, like this island, you know? Like, you ever see that Bugs Bunny episode of Waikiki Rabbit when he's like on an island? I don't know, I'm into animated stuff. But anyway, <laughs> he's alone and he's like looking for coconuts and like he finds these two people that like, uh they, lo- they lose their boat, and I don't know, it's this whole Bugs Bunny thing, and it's kind of deep. Um, and as an adult, I appreciate the cartoon that I watched as a little girl trying to teach me, and that you got to survive, girl. You know, I'm a survivor. You know, Bugs Bunny was a survivor. I could do it, too. Um... Anyway, back to this. Yeah. I want to talk about, oh, God, there's so much I want to talk about. But there was a program that I heard that you mentioned on that episode, um, She Writes or She Can Write. God, I think I'm messing it up. It's a writing program. Oh, Women Right Now. Women Right Now. That's it. I'm so sorry, heartbeat. Okay, <laughs> Women Right Now, which is so great. Women Right Now, Women Right Now. Yes. Can you talk about that? A little play, that on yeah. a play on women words. Yeah. Women
1: Right Now um, is our program to help women of color, you know, break into writing and directing um so we do it as a partnership with Sundance Institute. Amazing. Yeah, so it's really about like exploring and championing um women into this comedy space mm-hmm. um and into the entertainment space and opening those doors. Um so it's just that that's something that that we're really excited about. Um we haven't announced uh the new year yet, but it's it's something that that when we develop those short films, they end up on Peacock. So it's not just a, an opportunity where you know, we're we're uh, Teaching these women, but we're really helping them to actually get out onto a platform and using our our our, um, our relationships to do that.
0: I love those programs. Yeah, I mean, I'm I I was part of the National Hispanic Media Coalition, the NHMC Latin Extreme Showcase. They produced my little short film about infertility in the Latino community, and I just I'm so amazed by these accelerator, incubator, whatever programs are like you know coined as, just how many people you meet along the way. And how those people become lifelong resources. Or friends, if you're lucky, you know. Um, And I'm really appreciative of these organizations and companies that just give us that extra boost that we need. And that leads me to my next question. okay. Yeah. (laughs) I like to segue here. (laughs) So um, we are severely, we women of color are severely, I mean, still underrepresented in comedy. I mean, how many times I go to support a friend at a comedy club and it's like the whole lineup. It's like the one like Latina on the lineup is performing tonight at the Broadway Comedy Club or like the one Latino. I just want to hear from you. What are you seeing as the state of the industry with representation in comedy? Usually I ask the question about media overall. But yeah. well, we can sort of focus in and hone in on comedy, which I L-O-V-E love. Cause I want to tap into that, you know, everything in your brain. Yeah, What are you seeing? What are you hearing? And how can we do a better job?
1: Yeah. I mean, I think we need to all support the people that look like us. Um, so that platforms know that, you know, we want to see ourselves represented on, on screen. Um, I think that you know things are getting better. Mm-hmm. There's still opportunity. I was just talking to somebody about um, all of the talent that's within Sundance this year, and there is major growth for Latinos at Sundance on the films that have been accepted into the festival. Um, so I think that we're going to see that represented on platforms, you know, moving forward. You know, people are going to buy those films and, and buy those series, and we're going to see some some growth. Um, I think that we're seeing growth from a global scale, like people wanting to see stories not just of us here in the US, yeah. but how we're living all around the world. And I think that that is one of the benefits of streaming is that there's there's such a, a larger distribution network where people can actually see everything that's going on. Um, I think that all of the digital platforms are helping, like social helps for us to get all the stories out and seeing all of people of all different backgrounds. Um, but yeah, I think it's really about support us supporting each other. You know, I think you know when we when we have something that comes out. When a girlfriend of mine, I actually have a girlfriend who launched a, a new uh, podcast yesterday.
0: Oh, talk about it! So Let's we support
1: her. <laughs> we have to. Angela Ryan um, okay. has a new. Angela Ryan and Tiffany Cross have a new podcast that's coming out with iHeart. But it's important for us. To promote each other, so you know when she announces that that's happening, it's important that we use our network to make sure that we're extending it beyond, um, and that other people are talking about. So I think like that's that's really important. Is it not for us not to just celebrate? quietly to ourselves, but for us to announce it to the world. That's
0: a great point. We can watch it. We can watch the shows, but let's share. Yeah, tell people about it. Right? Like, how many times do we all get together? It's like, yo, you seen this? Yo, you gotta see this. You gotta see that. Let's not just talk about it if it's good content. Let's also big up our friends, you know? Like, whether they're working on the show, in front of the camera, behind the camera, um, I'm big on that. I'm such a proponent. I go to the shows. I support the shows. This podcast actually was crazy created part of the message or part of the mission behind the creation of the show is because we needed a platform or a platform didn't exist where people could come on and boast about their work and showcase what they're doing so that people can hear about it and not get these shows canceled. And we can hear from the writers and the directors and the actors, but everybody involved so we can come together, watch the show, and tell and show these networks that we out there and we need more. Feed me, see more. Feed me all night long. Feed us content we're here like this yeah but we have to actually watch it
1: and mm-hmm. listen to it and talk about it um otherwise it doesn't get renewed to your point like we yeah. really have to support it
0: and then we cry then yeah. we all get together and we cry about yeah. it like oh my god wtf the show was pulled yeah and it's not even in the like carousel we can't yeah. even like doubt it. and then we cry we we're, yeah. we're good when we get together to like and you know i say cry loosely but like we are good when we come together to like you know, shout it out. Like, why isn't it on the network anymore? But maybe we can start that process earlier. Yeah, maybe watch it. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Okay, Janina, uh, we're running out of time, which I hate. I hate when we run out of time. I would love to get a little personal. Okay. If that's okay. Let's do it. Okay, great. Yes, she said yes. <laughs> okay. Um, I, I learned about your college career and everything, but I would love to hear from you about navigating your career. What are some of those maybe bumps in the road that you've encountered, and how did you like kick them to the side, or how did you steamroll over them? Yeah.
1: Um, let's see. I feel like one of the biggest challenges that I had early in my career is taking things too personally mm. um, and not understanding sort of like uh, the empathy that I needed to have to understand where people are coming from in different roles. I, also, I always thought I knew everything. Mm. So I think that was challenging early on. Like I had a hard time with like authority being told what to do. Mm. And I, you know, I think that- That's a real thing. I think those are areas of growth that I've had. Um, learning to delegate, understanding that other people have ideas and can contribute. Um, I think that things would have moved faster in my career earlier on. If I would have recognized some of those things, not like just not taking things so personally, um, so I think that has that's caused some bumps in the road um, getting to where where I am. It's it has worked out, yes it has. <laughs> but I mean, I definitely think that that's something that I could have have worked on. Um, I think navigating my career, I took things so seriously um and i was always like thinking about the business side of things and i think that i forgot to have fun earlier on um and now i'm having a lot more fun but i think that's something that i wish i had done differently was just enjoyed some of the rooms that i was in and the opportunities that i had um i think that would have would have improved life um so that's like that's something that i think about now um and that I encourage other people on the team, like let's enjoy it, let's have some balance yes, that I didn't have. I love that word. yeah. Um, so that's something that I'm working on, and and um and you know bumps that I that I saw earlier on. I think when I decided to go out on my own, um, I was somebody who was like, I, like you said, I I talked about this previously, but I was somebody who was like, I'm going to continue working for other people. I like my paycheck. I like stability. Yes. Um, And when I ultimately decided to go off on my own, it was definitely bumpy. Um, You know, I went through all of my savings, um, you know, working for myself, but there was also a lot of fulfillment that I got out of that, out of taking projects that were specifically the things that I wanted to work on. Um, Right,
0: and not just being handed, like... You know, at the ad agency, here's your account. Yeah. Go get them, tiger.
1: Yeah, marketing things that I didn't believe in Ooh. when I was at an ad agency. You know, it's tough. Yeah. You know, I don't know in... how much
0: of a believer you are in Zyrtec, but like, no, I'm sure there were other oh, accounts Z- that Zyr-
1: were like. Zyrtec, I actually, uh, that's like pretty daily for me. Otherwise, my eyes blow up. But Yeah, they're pretty good. Zyrtec, I'm not mad, <laughs> but I'm sure there were other accounts that you were like. Yeah, oh, no, huh. but there, there were things, you know, like. You know there are sugary beverages or things that I you know personally didn't want to promote um, at the time or in the way that I was doing it, right? Um, So when I was working for myself, it was you know it was it was uh, encouraging to be able to work on the projects that I was actually passionate about. Um, But I was like, okay, where's my next paycheck going to come from? And so like that was a a different feeling for sure. And so that was. A bumpy time, but an encouraging time. And I was able to bring on friends of mine, you know, to work with me um, on different projects. And that was exciting, working with the people that I wanted to work with. Mm. Um, So I think when I decided to go back in-house, like I said, when I went to BET, I thought that was going to be for three months. And here I am, what would this be, like eight years later, you know, still working for other people. But what I've realized is that it's possible to work for other people. It just has to have sort of an entrepreneurial feel um, for it to be something that works for me and to have like a little bit of autonomy and for me to believe in the purpose of what I'm doing. So I think, you know, whether it's at BT or it was at Amazon or now at Heartbeat, it's really about, you know, producing content and promoting content that shows us in it, right? That shows people of color in it um, and gives opportunities for our stories to be showcased across the world, to have people laughing, to have people crying, to have people crying with laughter. It's
0: mm-hmm. um, one of my favorite things
1: to do is to cry laughter. Yeah. yeah. So I think, like, having the <laughs> opportunity to do that um, is fulfilling. And I don't, you know, I'm happy to to work with and for other people when it, when the mission makes sense. And I think that's what I had to understand. Like, that's the way that it can all come together is having that entrepreneurial space, having, you know, the opportunity to, to come up with, you know, crazy ideas even at Amazon with it's just a huge company right um, one of the things that's so exciting there is that if you have an idea but you can support it with data like it's something that they will explore right mm-hmm. so you you get to have like this entrepreneurial feel um, when I was there we started two different platforms um, talking to black audiences which is called culture rated and talking to Latino audiences which was Primero Latino mm-hmm. um, so starting those platforms, was something that I thought was really important to highlight our content, um, and that was something that I was able to do there that felt entrepreneurial um, and was important to me and, and connected to our audiences emotionally.
0: So that's so fantastic. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Still in this personal sphere. Okay. Can we talk about your status right now? Like what? your
1: oh I. Are you? I'm single and ready to mingle. She's single. She's single. Um, Everybody,
0: control yourself. (laughs) Control yourself, LOLeros. Yes, I get it. Don't go blowing up her DMs on Instagram. No,
1: please blow up my DMs. Oh,
0: okay. Go blowing up her DMs on Instagram. We're accepting applications. Yeah. And drop all your data, okay? Your status, everything. Five foot two. Just, you know, just send it to Janina, okay?
1: (laughs) Five foot two.
0: Um, yeah, that's kind of uh, let's go six foot two, you know. Six foot two is not five foot two, and that's why that number came to mind. Um, but no, let's go a little I don't know what your preference is or if you have one, but you know, no, you should just drop I, the stats real quick.
1: Yeah, I know. I'm single. Um, I moved out to LA three years ago. I'm dating. Um, yeah, I think I think that will be a focus for this year. I think that's like part of what I'm saying. Like I had been so focused on career, I don't think I had enough balance. That's in that where I'm because so. you
0: sound so busy.
1: Yeah, I am busy, but I'll make time for the right. Give us, know?
0: give us, ladies, please, give us some tips. How do you balance? How do you date and have a successful career at the same time? Are you on call? Like, I have this vision of Kevin Hart calling Janina, like, 1130 at night. Uh, Janina, here we go. What am I talking about? Okay, here we go. Listen, that's my Kevin Hart because he's very, like, fast. But, like, you hear every word he says, which is so amazing. He's such an engaging speaker. It's like, okay, bet. Okay, here we go. You know, I'm like, is he calling you at night? I'm like. It's, you know what? It's not crazy.
1: Okay. Um, it's not as crazy as you would probably guess. I, I do work a lot, um, but I really enjoy it. And I think there's, there's room for balance for sure. Um, there's a lot of travel, um, but that's why I, I could actually have a date in any city right now, hey. right? But, um, okay. <laughs> but I think like for me, the balance is just making sure that I'm making time for taking care of myself. Oh, yeah. So, like, I work out almost every day. Yes. I play, te- yeah, I play tennis. I what? box, which gets out a lot of
0: I right, tennis aggression. advantage Janina and boxing. I Yo, love
1: boxing. Like,
0: Foie, foie, like with the bag or
1: like? I, I do it with the pads. I have a boxing trainer that I work out with. Yeah. So I do that, which gets out a lot of my aggression.
0: That's good. Um, That's good, good,
1: good, Yeah, tennis. I just started doing Pilates. I hadn't done Ooh. Pilates before, so this is new. Um, I
0: stay getting those Instagram, the push, the wall Pilates. I'm like, what are these wall Pilates? I don't know how to (laughs) do this. I don't know how to go up and down that smooth. I don't know. You ever see she's like, nah, nah. And then you see the butt result. I'm like, I want that. But I can't like creep down my wall like a sexy t-boss tlc dance move i can't my back the sciatica the two c-sections the two epidurals no we're not doing that we can't tell me about pilates
1: <laughs> so i i'm doing the like mega former version of, of pilates um which uh yeah and and partially because of i'm like trying to get my butt right because it's a lot of work working it on is butt. it's you know so it? important yeah. you know yeah it's vital so um so i've been doing that um you know i make sure that i have time with my friends yes. um you know whether that's on the phone cuz i have friends that live all over um or that's seeing people in person um i just moved into a house um nice. yeah so that's like my first time living in a house um, since i was a kid
0: that's amazing you guys so i've
1: been li- i've been living like i'm living in a house because i want to be able to host people and have parties and all of that so I'm doing that I love to cook so I'm like having people over do you have a nice
0: kitchen do you I love do, I kitchen? do have a good
1: kitchen Yay. yeah so it's fun like that's those are the things I'm making sure that I make time for um you know seeing family even this weekend I was like okay I'm on the east coast I'm gonna go to Virginia and see my family that lives there mm-hmm. which is why I was like oh I have to run uh, and get to the airport um because I want to make sure that I I make time for that so love it. Yeah. Virginia's
0: for lovers. In it case is. You Virginia heard. is for lovers. I love the state one-liners. Don't get me started. I'm not going to do it. But I I'm don't know if nerd. I can remember all of them. Well, I don't. But, like, when I hear <laughs> them, it's like, you know, I love New York. Like, all those things about the state tourism stuff. <laughs> I'm such a geek. Um I don't know what New Jersey's is. I wonder what New Jersey's is. Now I'm thinking about it. I'm gonna try. Trice- it's the Garden State. The Garden State. But okay, why that is it the Garden State? I don't even know what that means. Maybe a lot of people have gardens in their backyards. I think we're both supposed to know that. I'm yeah, from New Jersey. Or you're from New Jersey? From <gasps> yeah, Jersey? I am. You are from the dirty Jersey? I am. Yo, what park? Can you represent real quick?
1: Uh, outside of Princeton, East Windsor. Oh,
0: that's deep. Yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. <laughs> but I don't know. I don't know what the gardens are about. Yeah.
0: Uh, the Garden State Parkway. Shout out to the oh, Garden State yeah, Parkway. Okay. Shout out to the license plates. Yeah, I'm big on this stuff. Okay, next topic. This is Latinos Out Loud, not like tourism out loud. But that's a fun podcast too. Holler at me. Tourism Out Loud. We work with all the different tourism boards.
1: I just went uh, on my first solo trip ever.
0: Let's discuss.
1: I went to Colombia
0: and Peru. Wow. Oh, my God. Yeah. Did you climb the mountains?
1: I So, yeah, I did um, in between jobs. I was going to visit a friend of mine that moved to Colombia that's in Santa Marta, Um, and I went to visit them. And that was amazing. It was beautiful. I went, I saw them for a few days, and then I went and I stayed um, on this coffee farm, and it was beautiful. Um, Yeah, I loved it. It was beautiful. Um, And then I left there, and I was like, okay, where else should I go? I was going to go to Italy. And I was like, why would I be in South America traveling to Europe? That makes no sense. Where else should I go in South America? I just wanted to go somewhere where it was, where it was still warm or it wasn't like freezing, and that was the, the issue. So I looked up the best restaurants in the world. Do you know that four of the top 50 restaurants in the world are in Lima? Interesting. I didn't know that.
0: No, did not. So, Thanks for um, So first I went step. there
1: to go eat. How was it? It was amazing, delicious. <sighs> and it was my first time traveling by myself. I talked to people I wouldn't have talked to. It was like a real journey of,
0: Self exploration. Yeah.
1: And then I went to Machu Picchu.
0: I was gonna ask. Yes. And, and hi- I- ayahuasca. Anybody?
1: I didn't do any ayahuasca. Oh gosh, I'm <laughs> looking for the story. Maybe <laughs> next time. Okay, okay. But I did okay. I did go, um I did go to Machu Picchu and I, I did the little I like, hike up to the top. It was beautiful and amazing. And yeah, I just it was never on my list of things to do. And it just kind of popped up and it was it was beautiful.
0: I like this Lundy list, okay? Yeah. See what I did there? Not the laundry list. It's the, <laughs> the Lundy, Lundy list. Yeah. Um, and I see you checking off these boxes. Yeah. I love watching from afar. Kind of a nerd, you know, because it's fun to watch other people's sort of trajectories, especially yeah. when they're upwards, right? You're like, yeah! Have you gone on a solo trip before? Oh, gosh, that's a great question. Um, I've not. Yeah. I've not been on a solo trip. Oh, gosh, I'm almost embarrassed to say that.
1: Yeah, so now you'll put it on your list.
0: Okay, I'm going to put it on my <laughs> list, and it's got to be somewhere far. Yeah. Like, oh, gosh. Is this a game we're playing? I think so. Okay, guys, it's time for <laughs> Where's Your Solo Trip to with Janina and Rachel. Okay, where's my solo trip to? Okay, if I had a magic wand yes. with an unlimited amount of funding for this trip, right. it may be a backpacking through Europe thing. Okay. I've always wanted to do that, and I mean, like, Amsterdam, Italy, Paris. (laughs) J'aimais Paris, c'est la loca. You know, like I want to go everywhere, but like rugged, like you know, with my Jan Sport. Okay, yes, I have a Jan Sport. I don't want
1: to do that, but you should do that.
0: But it has to be a little luxurious. Like I have to like reset somewhere luxurious every now and then. Yeah. Um, Okay, wait. There's other places. Um, Oh wait. Oh gosh, I talk about this on the show all the time. So I have this also like nerdy goal that I want to see. Uh, 10 wonders of the world by the time I'm 50. And they could be natural or man-made because you know there's different lists. Yes. So I've seen a few. Like I've been to Africa twice, saw the temples of Giza in Egypt, went to Zimbabwe, saw the largest cascading waterfall, uh, Victoria Falls, Um, uh, swam in the Great Barrier Reef in Australia, Uh, you know, things like that. I'm not going to like boast about my travels, but like it's got to be somewhere with another uh, wonder of the world. So maybe China to see the Great Wall. Yeah. there's I wanna do I
1: wanna see the Taj Mahal.
0: Oh, good one. Yeah. Yes. Anywhere else? Let's talk about this. this
1: well, no, but the wonders of the world. I so I kept looking at the list of the wonders of the world
0: okay.
1: when I went to Peru because I was like, okay, Machu Picchu. And the lists are all different everywhere. They, so I'm very confused about which ones are the actual wonders of the world, but I've seen the pyramids. Um what else is there? Uh, Taj Mahal okay.
0: right and then there are these like fictitious wonders of the world too, like the Babylon Gardens okay and stuff. I don't like, know that one there's several different lists and they do change and you can like vote for them I think every 10 years oh really and okay and then there are some that like are no longer considered wonders of the world but are world heritage sites okay you know you're, like, yeah so you're up on all of this, like, maybe, this a,
1: maybe this is a maybe this isn't oh I've been to Table Mountain that's a, one, a world heritage site oh okay yeah this has now become a tourism podcast I love it though <laughs> like we're
0: just you know there's so much to see in the world. Yeah, I agree. I love being subjected to different cultures, like which was your earlier and like traveling to Lagos and like talking to the local talent. Yeah. Um... Things are different. We're so ethnocentric sometimes. Where we're like, no, the New York is the capital of the world. No, it's not. Like, there's a lot of places out there that are conducting incredible business and, like, media and entertainment. Um, okay, back to this game. I also want to go to my motherland, the Dominican Republic, and see everything. Okay. Like, I, maybe not backpacking through DR, because, you know, the crime out there, they'll steal your backpack. They'll cut the weave right off your head. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) My mother warned me about that. She's like, ten cuidado porque la capital está manejando y cortando el pelo. Like, they'll just be on the motorcycle and cut your braid off on the way. Like, you know what I'm saying? So, no, um, I don't know. I'm not going to do a backpacking through DR, but um, my whole childhood, we would go to DR and mostly visit family, mm-hmm. you know? And I'm like, not to quote the tourism line, but the Dominican Republic lo tiene todo. That's what they say in their tourism campaign. It does have everything. There's caves of the taíno indians, you know, las cuevas del pomiel that i visited as an adult, like i want to do more of that stuff. i want to see the etchings of the wall on the wall of my ancestors. um i often lean on my ancestors for like answers. so like to be in a ceremonial ground, oof, it's just like it's life changing. um there are things in Dominican Republic that like I started to like uncover, like the Museum of Am- Ambal, Amber, like you know, there's um the Faro a Colón, the Columbus Lighthouse, like there's all these like tourist destinations, and then also these cities that have deep history, like Las Hermanas Mirabal. Like I'm dying to go to their house. They were the sisters, these revolutionary sisters. I'm sure everybody knows about it. The time, ta- you know, in the time of the butterflies, the book by Julia Alvarez, um, the movie with Selma Hayek, these women were anti- Trujillo, the dictator in the Dominican Republic and they stood up to him and they formed like these underground meetings and like revolutionaries and they set out to kill him and they got assassinated and now their house is a museum and I need to make my way there. I need to. gosh, this has become like a love of my like motherland episode. Um.
1: But I think that if you bring it all together, like that story is really interesting, right? Oh, There's yeah. so many interesting stories that you only find if you go around the world. And, and you can bring that to everybody. You know, not everybody gets the chance to travel everywhere. So we want to go and we want to experience those things and bring them to people on the big screen yeah. um, so that they get the chance to experience it in their own way.
0: Yeah, I love your travel bug. Where to next, by the way? Um, have you given that some thought yet? I don't
1: know where I'm going next. I don't have anything planned. Um, I really want to go to Chile um so that's on my list um I haven't been to Portugal oh I want to go to Portugal but then I sort of feel like everybody's going there so I kind of like to go places where I feel like not everyone is talking about Yeah. I don't know what that's about (laughs) I should I should talk about that with my therapist um (laughs) I
0: went for a day I went to Porto uh because I was in Spain I was like Porto." it was beautiful yeah yeah it's like cool it's like a cool city ever go to those cities and like you know you'll go to the towns that are like you know there's one general store like main street or whatever then you go to a city that's so posh and eclectic and it's like eh, people sit in their cafe and America like you know whatever (laughs) I like that though because it's like oh this is such a different culture yeah oh everybody nobody's working between 12 and 2 that's cool okay uh it's just you know I like to see that. There's differences around the world, but we are all... I mean, comedy unifies us. There's so many common denominators, and I'm just throwing comedy out there right now because you're here. Yeah. Okay, just one or two more questions because we got to wrap this up. Um, I often ask this of my guests, Janina, like now having this amazing career, which is so far from over. I just can't wait to watch this. Thank you. Um, What are some words of advice that you have for a younger Janina? If she were here, and she here, because she listening, she's one of the eloeleros, or 10 of them, or 100 of them, or more, what are some words of advice that you have for that younger you that other people can draw inspiration from, about anything, career, life, anything, based on the challenges that you've been through and how you've come out of them?
1: Yeah, Um, well, I think some of it's like what I was saying before about not taking things too seriously. Um, and really enjoying life. I think when I think about like what success looks like, um, I think it's about you know spreading love and kindness and trying to show up in a joyful way. Mm-hmm, yeah. So I think that's what I would tell myself is is to focus more on that to to focus on relationships and connecting and spreading joy. I think, like, people that you look at that that are most successful in life, that's what I think about. I think that about people who are joyful and kind. And so I think that's, like, what I would tell myself um, is to enjoy life a little bit more.
0: Those yeah. are great words. Yeah. Just want to let that penetrate real quick, <laughs> you know? Yeah. I'm also, like, afraid of silence sometimes. And I've learned to, like, silence is okay every now
1: I don't, yeah, probably not too much silence on
0: podcasts,
1: but (laughs) (laughs) silence in general is good. I I actually think about that all the time. Like when we do talk about like this dating thing, I I have said to somebody like, I want to find someone that I want to be silent with. oh I think that like like where I want to share space, but we don't have to be talking. I think that that's when you really know that you have a real connection with somebody, whether it's a friendship or a relationship. Um, I, I do agree. Silence is important.
0: Yeah. I sometimes, well, now I'm like, you know, I bask in my own silence yeah. sometimes. I find my thoughts in my silence. I find the things that I got to do for my kids in my silence. I can't find those things with the TV on or mom and dad talking in the background. Dad's losing his hearing so he's talking mad loud these <laughs> days. I'm like yo, uh, wow um, the TV's on 100,000 and you're also yelling real loud. In my older years I'm also developing this like sensory <laughs> sensitivity thing. Help me out people. I don't know how to like get over it. Um, when the tablets are on, like let's say both kids got the tablets going, right and then like dad is talking to me and then the phone is ringing and then like an email pops up. Da-ding! It's just like ha 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 Like I feel my anxiety rising from the sensory overload and I don't know what to do about it. I'm scared. I don't know if this
1: is an age thing. I'm having that too. Like the the noises bother me so much. I don't know what's going on, but no, I I do like, I do think that that is that the, the point about, about silence and your own silence is something that I've noticed is important for me now. And I think is another area of like success of being able to be, still and silent every once in a while I'll drive without any music on mm-hmm. and like being able to be alone with your thoughts is really important yes. um, not having to have interruption not having to have things you know not having to always have sound on and and distraction mm-hmm. um, but being able to like sit with your thoughts is really important
0: yeah yeah I also find that like I'm trying to find what works for my thought process yeah. and sometimes I'm in a business thought process and that's a unique place to be I'm now, I mean, look, it's 2024, we're in January, and I'm still sort of developing what my 2024 is going to look like around Latinos Out Loud, around the Hilarious Show, around Rachel La Loca. You know, I want to go to L.A. in March. There's a lot going on for podcasting there at the end of March. And I'm just sort of like, I need to be in silence, and I literally have to write things down. And I did something new for 2024. What'd you do? I bought mad wipe erase boards. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> okay. I bought mad wipe erase boards, uh, mad markers, and mad Windex. Cause I'm gonna I can't like writing on paper for me now is getting a little too messy. Huh. I'm going through papers on my desk and I see my kids' homework in the pile. I'm like, how'd this get here? I'm seeing bills. So now I'm doing the wipe erase thing. Everything is wipe erase. Okay. And it's working so far. Good. Whatever um, works. Yeah, whatever works. Do you
1: do you do a resolution?
0: do a resolution we could do okay. it right now if you want okay sure what you want to play that game if
1: you'd like what's your resolution
0: oh my god janina i love a good q and a <laughs> um especially when i have to give the q and i have to give the a and everything about this okay can i ha- can i give a few okay sure okay health health is always gonna come to the top there's health always well. things i could do better for my health i mentioned some weight gain at the top of the episode that's my own fault I am taking accountability. I'm not complaining here about the weight gain. I ate all those stuff that I mentioned. Um, I also have a dark chocolate obsession. You know, I've got to cut that down a little in 2024. I know there's, you know, antioxidants and stuff, but how many times am I going to tell myself that? I get on the scale. I'm like, the antioxidants just put 10 pounds on the scale. (laughs) You know, maybe my heart's doing well, but, like, my waist is not. So I want to eat better. I also, I've got to try new things. Like, so I'm gonna confess here. I don't like fish. Like, I don't eat fish. What? I, I, know, I know. I love fish. Like seafood, lobster, and all that stuff, right? Like, I'm missing out, you guys. Like, everyone's like, oh, but those are the finer things in life. I'm gonna try some new stuff in 2024. I like that. That's the food and health. Those are the food and health buckets. Um, you mentioned something before that is sticking with me. What's that? Empathy. Mm. I'm finding in this industry, there are a lot of people that completely forgot about that word. Mm -hmm. And I'm not going to let that happen to me because I do see it slipping sometimes where I'm so business focused. I, I like find myself not thinking about the person on the other end of this phone call, Mm -hmm. you know, what they, what their day was like. Yeah. They may have had a bad day. And I'm here just, I need this, and I need that, and I want this, and I want that. Okay, great. Talk to you later. Bye. And I want to inject some more empathy and thought into my business. Like, we all have our bad days. Gosh, I have some bad days, and I have to do my work. I have to do the podcast or, like, help the team out with some social stuff or produce a live show at Brooklyn College, like, there's so many things, and if I'm having a bad day, if my kid is sick, oh, my God, there was so much vomit over New Year's. My God, they had stomach bugs. It was everywhere. It was just, like, I had to, like, use an umbrella to shake, you know, to hide from all the flying bodily fluids that were coming out of these kids' mouths and you-know-whats. Um, but that was a hard day for me, the day when, like... There was a moment you guys, I'm gonna be very honest and this is probably gonna be gross, TMI. Um, There was a moment where the dog couldn't hold his bowels so my 12 year old dog was going. My five-year-old was in the bathroom, like, mommy, I can't control the number two. <laughs> and then my eight-year-old was vomiting, and then I got the stomach bug, and I was like, you know, and watching everybody else throw up, too, you know, that feeling of, like, I can't hold it down anymore. I can't swallow it, you know, um, and everybody was doing something gross, and I'm like, this is, this is my life right now. It's a hard day. I wonder if anybody who I get on the phone with later is going to know what my day is like. Probably not. But I think we can inject empathy into our lives at yeah. all times. Um, there's, we're living in a really difficult world right now. There's so much shit going on, especially here in New York City. A train derailed for the like for a t- the one train yesterday. Thank God nobody got hurt. But as a New Yorker, I'm like, wow. I don't think this is something that I've seen. Um, and I have to have like, let's have empathy. For people that may be late, you know, traveling on the trains today. The trains are messed up in New York. Mm -hmm. So thank you for saying that.
1: You know, I have a – my coworker keeps saying, assume positive intent. Mm -hmm. And I think that, like, to your point, you don't know what people's day has been like. You don't know what's going on in their lives. And I think that mind shift has made such a difference for me because I think you automatically go to, like, this asshole did whatever, you know, whatever. Uh But if you – just assume that whatever is going on that they mean well like it changes how you interact with people they mean well.
0: yeah i also even mean, if it's not true that but that's fine but just let's just assume tell yourself, positive right attempt. exactly yeah. um a, a film director a year ago shared this with me too and i like to take tidbit you know yeah. i take and then it stays yeah. and then it stays so he was like i think it's really important to lead with love mm-hmm. and I added professionalism to it okay so I tried to lead with love and professionalism 24 7 and so far like that that's been a good gilded path for me um we have to wrap this episode. I'm really sad about that. I'm very bad at, like, Latino goodbyes. I'm like, you know, this. I just want to prolong the goodbye because yeah. I don't <laughs> want her to go. She has a flight to catch, but I'm really enjoying this catch-up. And I think that we've really spoken about some topics. Yes, about media and So many different things. So many different things. Yeah. This was a well-rounded interview. Janina, if you would, drop the socials. Just... Any projects that you'd like the LOLeros to, you know, follow up and, and take action on? This is the time for that.
1: Okay. Um, my Instagram is msjanina, i um, I'm on LinkedIn. And, um, yeah, tune in for Lyft on Netflix, January 12th.
0: Yay. Yeah. Thank you for coming. Thank Janina, you for having so me. It was a pleasure. It, it really was a pleasure. I hope you come back. You're doing such amazing things. Thank you. You're breaking down doors, and you're like, Grah! you know what I mean. Thank you for doing that for us. And I just can't wait to watch what comes out of your your life at heartbeat. This is great. It's only three months, but I mean, you're already doing a lot, and I can't wait to see what unfolds. Thank you so much. This was so much fun, you guys. I don't know if you could tell. I'm really trying to contain the excitement post interview. I'll probably have to go do some cartwheels here in Astoria. <laughs> um, and there was an earthquake the other day here in Astoria. There I was mean, Yes, there was a freaking earthquake in Astoria. It was felt on Roosevelt Island and Astoria. Uh, let me tell you a story about an earthquake. I can't believe it. And I'm on the Upper East Side. I didn't feel anything, but it was at 5.45 a.m. Okay. You guys are probably more used to this earthquake stuff out on the West Coast. We're not. Yeah. You know, like it was on every news outlet. It was like, you know, batting down the hatches. My sister called me from North Carolina. Are you okay? Did you mark yourself safe on Facebook? I'm like, "No, I did not have to mark myself safe on Facebook." Um, <laughs> that's such an exaggerated thing, by the way. Sometimes you ever see like your friends like you know, Mark marked himself safe from the thunderstorm. I'm like, "Thanks, Mark. I've never just, heard of this." No, there's this thing on social that okay, we'll talk Here right
1: we go. On. We're yeah, we're we're no.
0: <laughs> But Anyway, um, <laughs> I have the giggles now. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode. Please give us a call. 978 Latinos is the number. You can also follow us at We Are Latinos Out Loud. You can follow me at Rachel La Loca. That's R A C H E L, La Loca. And I'm on all the platforms. I'm even on LinkedIn as well. Come follow me on LinkedIn. It's a great professional time. You can see some reviews of my corporate work. Um, I'm Rachel Strauss on LinkedIn. Yeah. LinkedIn is important. It is. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) I wanted to say something else about the single life, but I'm not going to. I'll save that for another episode. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Shout out to everybody at this network. Happy New Year, y'all. Happy 2024. Seize it, love it, and have fun, like Janina said, while doing it. On that note, we out.